Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection coming to you live from L.A. This very sort of strange week we've been having here and a very strange couple of weeks in California, a lot of fires, very strange air quality. It does consistently correspond with our topic tonight, Mars going retrograde in Aries. It just went retrograde in the last hour. Uh, My lovely co-host and I are sitting here. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you very much. I'm like sitting next to a window right now looking up at the orange sky and I've gotten some friends from San Francisco sending me pictures of just almost apocalyptic looking just craziness. So we got that fire energy all around us, unfortunately, not in the best way, but we're here to talk about it. We are here to talk about it because Aries is the first fire sign. And there is sort of a correlation, you know, with natural phenomenon and the actual elemental planets. Like it's more likely to have an earthquake if some some of the larger planets are in earth signs. It's much more likely to have flooding and uh, more devastating types of hurricanes if, if you know, if the planets are in um, – in water signs and it's more uh, to have like tornadoes if there's significant air sign energy. So there is a correlation between natural disasters and astrology as well. That's sort of a, a, um, a fringe topic that we don't normally talk a lot about, but yeah, you can definitely see how Mars and Aries where it's been already for about a month or more um, is creating a lot of fire. You have a, a planet that is governed by principles of, of aggression and initiative and motivation, but also aggressiveness. And um, that, that energy combined with Aries, which is the first fire sign, literally represents aggressive fire. And, you know, of course, California's had the them every year it seems like we go to the next historical level of acres burned but um, that's only really the tip of the iceberg of the Mars retrograde story is uh, the fact that we are having um, some evidence of that here in California but I think internally um, there's there's a correlation for that inside of all of us and uh, one of them in health actually has to do with fevers uh, so people need to watch out for the next uh, eight to ten weeks about things like that, about fevers, because Mars retrograde in Aries would represent internalized heat. But on a metaphoric level, uh, it's also about uh, the way in which we gather strength for our personal initiative, the the energy of the individual and how we put out our identity into the world. Ooh, I love that. Yes. That that starter initiative energy. What gets you going? What how do you initiate things? It's all starts from somewhere and we all have it in our charts just in different areas. So I like that issue as well, talking about that the growth from the ground up, where does it begin? It starts from fire. Exactly. And Aries is the first sign and it's the sign that basically says, you know, okay, I'm ready to be born, which is a huge initiation, right? The initiation of your life. And then that carries on to every basically new beginning. When you wake up in the morning, it's like an Aries moment. It's the beginning of your day. So sitting up and putting your feet on the floor is the, an individual initiative that says like, okay, I have the will 
to make this day now what it is that I want it to be. And that, that's a you know basic metaphysics, but very profound in a really deep way that each day we're experiencing the Aries part of the day. The Aries part of the wake-up day. I know that I have just been sleeping too much in bed, so i got to get on that Aries train. <laughs> Skipping that, right? Skipping that <laughs> and, going, and going straight to uh, a, a Taurian bowl of oatmeal. There you go. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy to do. <laughs> it is. It takes, and some, it takes some guts there. It takes some glory and some just... Pure, raw energy, I think. That's what I like to think about Aries and Mars. That's for sure. Yeah, that's it's forged, forging energy. When you, like, you know, slam the hammer down onto the hot metal, that's very Aries. You know, what are you going to turn that metal into? Because mm. it, and because you're, you're putting tremendous force into something that normally wouldn't yield normally wouldn't bend to your will and yet if you if you heat it enough and then apply the force to it then it will bend so uh, i love that right the 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 idea that the idea that we can take our our um our efforts which become the heat If we Uh continue to apply our efforts to the situation, that's the heat. So if you want to find a new job, you have to keep getting up and looking. If you want to lose weight, you have to keep getting up every morning. That new beginning is a time to say, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put those efforts into it. Then when, when you've already generated enough power behind it, then that thing will move, that thing will yield. You'll be able to mold it in the way because you're basically trying to take your spirit and transform the material plane. The material plane is pretty rigid. It's pretty slow moving, you know. I mean, even if so many metaphors come up, so many metaphors Mm -hmm. come up for me, like even if you want to take three eggs and make an omelet, right, you still have to have the will to do that and the energy to do that. It doesn't just happen. You don't right. just look at three eggs in the fridge and blink your eyes, and then you have an omelet sitting there in front of you. Right? You, you have to <laughs> cook it. wish. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, too, we were talking about the fires. I just watched a um, – documentary on Disney I think about Big Sur and they had a really interesting little section where it was talking about how the there is a fire season in Big Sur you know central California really beautiful place just just a hugely you know ecological yeah it's a for those people who don't know what that is it's a very unique coastal grove of redwood trees that's very special and very old that were sort of untouched by the original settlers right and there are seeds in the soil that stay dormant for for however long and then once the fires come they melt away the you know outer shell yeah, and they transform the forest. Right, exactly. It's really right. interesting. I mean, it's that same thing. It's that pressure, pressure, pressure from all the fire. And then you get something new, opened up. Right. 
right, our ability to, to crack through the shell and find the creative process inside. We need it. We need it. We need, we need um, this kind of energy right now. We need for, a force for change. We need a force for will. We need to apply the pressure. We need to um, crack the shell. It's, it's, those are all good metaphors for the, the process that we're going to be going through right now between now and Mars stays retrograde until November the 14th. And that's uh, nine weeks. And it's, it's nine weeks of reviewing the actions that we've been taking so far. That would be your very basic interpretation of a Mars retrograde, reviewing actions. Just like any time we have a Mercury retrograde, we're reviewing our thought processes or we're reviewing um, negotiations, communications. We're reviewing the way in which we've been talking. Right. But with a Mars retrograde, we're reviewing the actions that we've been taking for the roughly the last two years. So we've been on a two-year forward movement of action, and you know how human beings are. We, we become routinized, and we don't think about what direction we're going in unless something slows us down. So, yeah, we've had some major slowdowns this year, but we've also had some major retrogrades. It's been an unusual year for the number of Mercury retrogrades, the fact that we had a Venus retrograde over the summer, and now we're having a major Mars retrograde in the fall. And it it speaks to the amount of self-reflection that uh, mankind really is being required to have right now in order to be able to review what we're doing. We've been taking a lot of forward movement. Let's take a pause. Let's think about what that movement has been. Can make people feel a little uptight though. You know, people don't like to be slowed down. Yeah, no. And I think too, it's important, the word for impatience. I think that's a really big Mars and Aries word is like the, yeah, I mean, we are sitting still in our rooms in, you know, socially distant places and getting impatient about the slowdown of everything. So I feel like we're collectively feeling it as a whole. We can almost see the finish line and it's starting to feel like, how do we get there faster? How do we do that? I mean, the finish line, who knows when that's actually going to occur, but yeah. we're, we, we've been here for six months. We're, we're keep the fish. The finish line keeps getting pushed farther and farther back. And what we almost keep seeing is the mirage of the finish line. The um, mirage. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I don't think the finish line is in sight with Mars going retrograde today, but that, that's fine. That's nice for us to say, like we, we definitely want to pull back and, and hope that we're going to be able to see it after November or the holidays for sure. As we go into 2021, We'd like to be able to say, oh, there, we can pinpoint some positive change on the horizon for sure. But we definitely have to go through this right now, the autumn of 2020. And it's dominated by um, Mars going retrograde, Saturn reconjuncting Pluto, um, uh, Jupiter reconjuncting Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter going back into Aquarius. We're going to have some shifts again, uh, perhaps back to uh, reevaluation again of social isolation at some point in the winter. We might be, we might still be looking at some kind of lockdowns um, coming up. And and you know, while nobody really wants to hear about that, those seem um, valid 
seems like a valid interpretation of the astrological alignments that we're going to be seeing between now and the first of the year. I don't think that it's going out on a limb to say that the way things look right now, astrologically, especially moving forward after today, is that there's going to be a slowdown. And I don't think so much of a slowdown in coronavirus cases but a slowdown in our forward movement and the way in which we want to, again, you know, people are still talking about when things get back to normal, when things get back to normal, because anytime you go through something like this, people don't realize that there comes to be a new normal, that there's a new normal. Yeah. We've been through a death of our society. So, right. And now it's, uh, yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, we all thought that this was just going to be a couple months and that's, that thought is dead. And uh, what we had back then doesn't seem like it's going to be a possibility for us, especially with all the changes that are happening during this um, positive changes. I think some of them, uh, but it's again, yeah, that I, I like to think of it maybe even as like the audit of autumn we're auditing, we're like figuring out what exactly we did through these last six months, what actions did we take, and is that going to keep us sustained for the next, for the fall? Is that going to keep us sustained for the next six months of 2021? Well, I think people are trying to find new ways, you know, new ways of living, new ways of working things out. You know, and any, anything that you have felt in the last six months was constrictive, Hopefully, whether it was like losing a job or losing a relationship or both or um, changing your office, working more from home, giving up your automobile because you no longer feel like you need it, becoming the teacher of your child, you know, all of those things are what you would think of as constrictive and yet within them are no, no pun really intended, the seeds of the new thing that we're going to be doing. And if, if anything is true, this Mars retrograde period is going to be the fire that cracks those seeds. So mm-hmm. the, that it's an excellent metaphor. I mean, I'm really glad that you brought it up because I think it's so appropriate for the idea of what is Mars retrograde doing? It's going to turn up the heat. Mm-hmm. It's going to turn up the heat, but it isn't necessarily going to create any substantial, obvious re- reactions. It, it It is going to go back and, and square Pluto again and um, square Saturn on its retrograde path backwards, which could mm-hmm. represent some, you know, aggression. We've certainly seen plenty of it. It's not like aggression of, of 2020. You know, you take a bunch of people and you throw them at home. You take away their money, and what do you expect them to do? They're not just going to sit around and smile at you. They feel frustrated, and now yeah. you're going to now you're going to turn up the heat not not just the literal heat of our hundred and fifteen degree days out here, but the <laughs> the metaphoric heat of wow, we're going into the holiday season, which is the time when most people really want and need money. You know, now we're going great, all of that. And we're going into this election season, which is also very tense and and dealing with an unfortunate divided nation. 
And uh, that's also very sad to stoke division and have to live through it. But it's through stoking it that we can figure out a path back to unification. It's, it's just like any two people in a relationship, they're going to have a fight at some point. And in order to come back to the unified relationship, you have to blow up the differences, you know, like <laughs> they have to be revealed. You have to reveal yeah. the differences. There has to be a fight. So right, right now, the people of the United States are in kind of a very big, kind of very epic fight with each other. And, you know, that's happened before. Right. It's happened before. It's happened before more than one time. And, you know, on the horizon is the opportunity for a different kind of leadership to unify and recognize that there's power in unification um, just as much as there is in power in division. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I know that, too, because I think that part of Mars and Aries is like, um you know, people with that or people with a lot of Aries, you know, uh, planets or qualities in their chart, they always, something that's like provocative or something that's like almost just pushes and, and is, you know, it's the ram. It's the ram for a reason. It rams into your face. There's something that's, so I think part of this is our dealing with our agents of um, provocation, like people who are really, like annoying us or we're sitting in traffic and we just get really, you know, pissed off. And what does that, what do we do with that energy? That's part of this, you know, retrograde figuring out. Right. And that's why I was saying that we're turning up the heat because that feeling of agitation and anger is building, um, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly for lots of different people for lots of different reasons. And yeah. how can we use that to find a new, a new way of living that works for us? You know, right. But, I mean, I, yeah, Aries is, uh, I mean, the, the beautiful part of Aries and the beautiful part of Mars is this like feeling of being independent, feeling of being alive, feeling of being free, all these different, you know, Self-expressed, exactly. Yeah, that's the the shining light. That's where we're that's where we're headed to, or want to head to. Sure, we were talking a little bit about people with Mars and Aries, and the way in which they represent role model energy. You know, you and I were talking about that. I can remember a few of them, but it was people like Angelina Jolie and Clint Eastwood, and um, who else? I think Prince. Oh, Steve yeah. Jobs and Prince, right? They're very, uh, very, very self-expressed, very strong. Russell Crowe, Tyra oh, Banks, yeah, you know, very similar, yes. very similar in some ways. Her chart is to Jolie, right? And they both have Moon in Aries. They both have Aries at the midheaven. They both have Cancer rising, um, and they both have Mars in Aries. That's a lot. That's a lot of similarity. <laughs> you know, between them. And you can see that similarity in the strong, fierce women that they both are. And that's the expression of their charts. Clint Eastwick and Bernie Sanders. Right. I didn't want to leave out Bernie because Bernie has Mars and Aries too and Moon and Aries, right? Again, like, like, like in a different way. He doesn't have, um, 
uh, Aries at the midheaven. So it's different than those two women we were talking about. But um, but he does have moon in Aries and Mars in Aries. And it makes them, all three of them, emotionally certain emotionally confident of who they are and what it is that they want to, uh, how it is that they feel and what it is that they need to do in order to be able to achieve their uh, independent identity, their uniqueness, that unique identity in the world. They're very emotionally aware and are capable of taking all the action. So yeah, there's a reason why Mars rules Aries, right? Together we have this combination right now of a planet that rules this sign going retrograde in this sign. It's very strong. And we may see even people like Bernie Sanders, Tyra Banks, and Angelina Jolie present in the news in the next eight weeks because the retrograde Mars is going to really heat them up. It's really going to, in particular, heat them up because they have such important planets in Aries. And that's, you know, some ways that we do prediction. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. I mean, even in anybody's own chart too, it's that it's wherever you have Aries in your chart is going to get heated up. It's going to ask, ask for some action, um, some action to be taken. So um, definitely take a look at your charts. And if you need us to, we'll be happy to do that too. If you give us a call or, uh, reach out to us um, as well on the outside. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, you know, for uh, me, I have it in my seventh house. So my relationships I know are just going to be heated up. They're going to get some action happening there or some at least review. You have of Aries the in the seventh. Aries in the yes. seventh. Yeah. Great. You have Libra rising. Right. 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 Yeah, I have yeah, Aries so. in the sixth. I have Aries in the sixth, so it's going to be about routine and um, the way in which I'm taking care of myself and self-care. And yeah, yeah it's different for everybody. For Jolie and for um, Tyra Banks, it'll be about their career because they both have Aries at the midheaven. And um, for Bernie, it will probably be more about his his communication style and something either that he writes or puts out there as far as a teaching um, a teaching tool or something like that that he creates and puts out there because it's more about his third house. Yeah, it's very interesting, I think, the way that we're all individually influenced in a different way because there is a particular uh, area of our charts that's going to be affected by any transit, right? Every planet right, right now is in, is in a specific position in the in the solar system, all of them are, you know, our show talks about uh, full moons and new moons and Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn and Capricorn and what happens when they go retrograde. And it's when you take that chart, the present alignment of the planets, and you overlay it on top of your birth chart, where those same planets were when you were born, that you can do a comparison of the two. And that's how astrologers come up with a, a predictive method. So um, that's, uh, that's just another little astrology teaching moment brought to you by the Inside Connection. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. I like that. That was good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely a good uh, learning tool for yourself as well. If, if where, even if you don't know your chart, where, where have you felt 
agitated or where have you been taking action and what action has worked for you, what action hasn't. Um, I think actually a big too is uh, exercise. I feel like that's a a big deal for people. Um, Yeah. I mean, Mars and Aries. Especially if, especially if Mars is, especially if it rules your sixth house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I was thinking walks, haven't you? I have been. When, when you just said, um, action and where have you been feeling agitated to take action? I was thinking just now about, think about the last two weeks and the actions that you've taken and the different actions that you've taken. Those actions are being applied to the area of your life where Mars is affecting in your chart. So if you've had changes in your relationship, then Mars is affecting your seventh house already. It doesn't even have to do with the fact that it's going retrograde there. It has to do Ah. with the fact that it's already, it's already because it was going, because it is going to go retrograde like two weeks ago because it was about to go retrograde. We already know what we need to change. So people who made those changes already are already, you know, in front of the eight ball. They're, they're, they're not going to have to wait now until there's a retrograde and things become sort of, let's say, in a greater level of crisis in order mm. to be able to, um, you know, capitalize on, on this energy because we always like to talk about how can people get the most out of Mars retrograde in Aries? And some of that has to do with knowing who you are. If you of really course. know who you are, then you really know what it is that you want to contribute. Um, right. So then now is simply a time of buckling down, embracing this energy, embracing this energy, al- allowing it like a crucible you know, like hot, like that, like fire, like immersing yourself into something where you're going to burn off some useless crap that you no longer need to have on you. Mm -hmm. And right. And then whether that's a job, a relationship, an office location, uh, a way in which you're being treated, a way in which you're treating someone, whatever that is, it could be a diet. It, It could be starting to save money. It could be, you know, turning your car in because you don't use it anymore, you know, and, and, and trimming your expenses, but whatever it is, it's an opportunity for you to burn off that, that heaviness, that, that wasted energy that's taking up too much space for you to be able to be motivated. You want to be more motivated, strip away what's preventing you from being motivated. That's this Mars retrograde in Aries. What do you have in your life that needs to basically be put into the crucible with you and burned away? You know, and, and yeah, it's exciting. It's we should an exciting have the show with like a big furnace sound, like <laughs> just so we can yeah. get the gist of it here. I love that. <laughs> we are, we already have the sky, the color that we want. So, I mean, not we do we want, the, yes. the, 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 the foreboding off. and ominous sky of California. Exactly. Yeah, no, I didn't go for my walk today. Didn't go oh. for my walk today because one of the new things I have to check on the weather is the air quality. 
Air quality. And, uh, I know. When do I ever check air quality? Honest to God, LA used to be the most polluted city on earth. And now most of the time the sky is blue because we have a lot more electric cars and because of California emission standards have been in place for the last 20 years and or longer 30. And so, you know, the air in California has gotten much, much cleaner. We don't have the smoggy days like we did in the seventies and eighties when it was historic levels of pollution, like they have right now in China or Japan, Mm -hmm. even or India, you know, where they're still not filtering out their car exhaust like they need to be because it's expensive and costly and you have to process your gasoline and that makes gasoline more expensive, et cetera, et cetera. But all of those things, they, they help the environment. And, um, and yet, wow. Yeah. The atmosphere cannot handle the tonnage of forest fire debris getting burned into the air. Yeah. Yes. I think that, yes, ash rain down there and and, because you see it on the cars. And so, no, I haven't been out much. And and I always say, like, good thing I'm wearing a mask. (laughs) I'm already wearing a mask. You know, here we go. We're wearing masks and now we really need them for the just for the air. Just to stand in your your backyard. Um, So there's there's something, just a little parting note in there about that even, which is the buildup of this Mars in Aries energy, you know, allow it to to burn away what it needs to burn away, but recognize that there can be debris that that gets, you know, put into your life as a result of those actions. And um, you'll move through that. You'll move through that with grace because there are other helpful influences right now, like Mercury just went into Libra and Venus just went into Leo. And those things are going to help um, clear out the debris that's the result of you burning off the, the part of your life that you no longer need. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. Once again, time's up, Christina Martin. Believe it. You can find us at sageofstars.com, and we'll see you next Wednesday night. Good night. Have a nice night, everybody. Good night.